Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply that to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. The Conversation is an outreach arm of Reach Innovations, and you can check us out on our website at reachinnovations.com. Can we get you any more um, natural, all-natural ingredients over there? Organic. You need any herbs, herbs or spices or? There's not the word organic. You need any essential oils or anything? Essential oils. Yeah, Ishlin has tea with an apple and a spiced cookie, and I'm throwing back hot I feel chocolate. Like, yeah, I feel this. like such a junkie. I'm like, you're condemning you guys, that was our first um, real, like, <laughs> my first maybe real concern about us getting married was how picky Sam was. And how You're bad really he, picky. How bad he ate. I was. I've grown a lot. In the last <laughs> um, year. Yeah, because year, if I don't eat what she makes, then I don't eat. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. So true. <laughs> no, really, I have grown a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before before we started dating, I was super, super picky. And by super picky, I mean I just wouldn't try things. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a preconceived <laughs> notion that uh, I would yeah. not like this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You totally. just instantly judge it in your yes. head. You're yeah. like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah, this. Yeah, our dad used to be like, not e- eat anything that was red. Nothing that was red. Really? No watermelon, no tomato. Yeah, that's such a vast, no pizza, like, like, nothing. <laughs> There's you a plethora I mean? of things. Yeah. <laughs> what did you eat? What? Like, then I think he had French fries, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. chicken, turkey, gravy, oh. light gravy. No. Light gravy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds perfect. <laughs> I'm down. That sounds good. <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, good, because I was getting really nervous. Was getting- <laughs> I'm probably going to edit eat, some of this. you're all in, good. Uh, I'm going to include Oh, yeah, it. totally. <laughs> Anyways, totally. Becca, I prayed for dinner. You pray for this. All right. Mm. Father God, I thank you so much for what you are doing in all of our lives. I thank you, Lord, for quick friendships, but not just quick, but quality ones. I thank you, Lord, for an amazing podcast right now to speak through us. Holy Spirit, take control of our tongues. Father God, we want to speak what um, people need to hear Mm -hmm. and what's going to actually help someone in their walk with the Lord. And so in Jesus' name, we invite you in here. Amen. 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 So just subtract six minutes off of the actual recording time. So now we know how to go that. Yeah. You say like welcome to the Johnson. No, Mastery. that's no. right. You guys haven't listened to a single episode. <laughs> no, no I, I have. I have. I have. Oh, no. There's already a pre-recorded no. like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just okay. goes right into it. Okay. Just, just, just one though. I don't want to give myself too much. Credit. I told so? Becca that after I was like, Sam told me he was like, I'm subscribed to your podcast. I've not listened to <laughs> well, a single episode, episode yet, I said, but I'm subscribed. I was like, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it, man. No, I was gonna listen to your first episode today, and. I forgot I have a cue on my podcast, and it was like, you're going to mess up your cue. And I was like, no. <laughs> Not my I'm going to have to wait. Like, yeah. I worked so long putting it right? together. <laughs> and I was like, I don't actually know what this cue is, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, well, a little background history. Yeah. Um, we, I actually was scrolling Instagram one day. Random. This was in July. In of July, 2018. I think it was in July, and I saw Aislinn on like the popular page. You know when it, you what? know the like it knows the locations and yes. stuff, so to like popular put random place. random people up. Yeah, and it was a cute picture of you just smiling or whatever, like you always do. It's great. Who took that and picture? I wonder. This is why we're you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I remember. Out, I remember thinking like, wow, she must be pretty influential because like all those followers, and Stop. because you know, like how many? I don't know how many like people in this area 
would be that influential i don't know it was just it popped out there so i knew who you were and then um one night i was wondering i was really looking for a young adult community to get involved in Mm -hmm. um zach you were in jamaica at the time on a missions trip and i was like talking to dad and i was actually about to go to a a bible study which i was totally gonna go to but i knew it was baptist and i was like that's okay you know i'll just like listen and agree some and then inside be like nah honey like you need the holy spirit and like you know stuff like that (laughs) or whatever and then my dad was like why don't you see if clc is doing anything for young adults and so i went online and that's christian life cathedral by the way no way in fayetteville wait how did you know about clc dad okay new pastor yeah and um and so i looked it up found the link followed you all on instagram and then i remember facetiming zach and showing him like i found a community yeah. And it's young adults. It's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. And then our first night was like the night after you got back from yep. Jamaica. Yes. Yeah. I remember meeting you guys. Because mm-hmm. we had both just led worship that night. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this girl looks so cool. <laughs> and so I want to be friends <laughs> with her. <laughs> I'm so serious. You were wearing oh a shirt Lord. with like a... It was a Jamaica shirt Zach yeah, brought back. Yeah, yeah. It was just a... I was going to say, it was like... <laughs> A shirt with writing on it. I actually take but it was tucked in Becca's outfit. Yes, (laughs) thank you, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Someone referred to you guys as uh, siblings, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're married!" Like, how how can you say? And (laughs) turns out we're actually siblings. So. Yeah, hashtag not married. No, we're hashtag keeping that. Not a couple. Hashtag, hashtag not, not a couple. A yeah, couple. keep that trend going. Yeah. Come out in every episode. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, and so we've been going for. That was July, you said. About a half a year now. Yeah. Six months. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because wow. your equilibrium, so Becca. <laughs> well, yes. I did learn something the other day. Did you know that? And it's so true. Yes, I heard. On your half birthday, so my birthday is July twenty-six, and it's December, right? I heard it on Instagram. On your half Six birthday, your equilibrium is a little bit off. So I was walking to the church last week before production, and I randomly, you know, <laughs> when you like hit your hand on a door frame when you're walking through you or something. You just run into things. Well, it, it, <laughs> it happened twice in Basically like two minutes. being extra clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a real thing. Micro But I like did it enough that. I like grabbed my hand and I was like, in Jesus' name, like, no way am I like hitting things. And I talked to mom about it and she said, it's legit a real thing. Like wow. on your half birthday, your equilibrium is off. Your mom is full of knowledge. <laughs> As she is. <laughs> okay. And so okay. I was like, I'm going to dance so on Sunday. I, I don't know how this is going to go. If I smash my finger <laughs> on the car door or something, <laughs> fine. my equilibrium is off. I, I, I use that exactly. today too. Yeah, Dad and I were like driving around. Go. We were shopping or whatnot. <laughs> And something be. happened, and I was just like, eh, my equilibrium's off. Girl. That's hilarious. It's, in March. it's a quick and easy way of getting out of things. Oh, but. my goodness. For sure. Yeah. But thing. anyways, so um, kind of bring it back, though. <laughs> this has been a time of transition, uh, and transition has kind of been something that... We talk about a lot. It, it always comes back yeah. up some way Honestly, or another. I feel like if you're in the walk with God... You're in constant transitions. Mm-hmm. Like it can be, I don't know, for us it's been almost every five years. Yeah. yeah. But Dang. it doesn't matter even if you're in the same place all the time. Like God can only grow through, grow you through a transition. Mm-hmm. If it's a new position at work, you know, or someone new joins your family and you're not sure how to cope with that. I mean, you're right. going to grow. That's a transition. Mm-hmm. And so we just yeah. keep going. And so a lot of times with transitions or you have the Christian term is seasons. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's there like, you go. I guarantee you, you go to a youth service or a Christian service yes. where somebody's on fire for Jesus. It's like, so how's your life going? It's going good. I'm in a really good season right yeah. now. It's like season, season, season. It's like, good for you, man. I'm glad you're in a good, good season or whatnot. But uh, a lot of transitions, though, some of them are easy. Some of them are kind of smaller than the others. Some of them is like, well, what's a big deal? But there are others that are like earth shattering, life changing transitions that take place. And so, and that was what our, our family experienced around this time two years ago, last year. Yeah. 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 So this time last year, we went through a pretty drastic transition out of traveling full time on the road and now being stationary. And God has just transitioned you all in terms of responsibility mm-hmm. and your influence and what he's been doing. Yeah. And so for those of you who do not know, uh, Sam and Aislinn have been leading worship at The Link, which is the young adult ministry of Christian Life Cathedral. And they have just been serving so faithfully. And for like, just, what, nine years? Uh, yeah, I've been at the ministry for, for eight years. Yeah. 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 And how long That's have awesome. you guys been serving or volunteering at the link we've been serving at the link for almost four years Mm -hmm. um been leading worship for the past two years yeah yeah so like just taking that time because i mean you guys know this as a volunteer you don't have to be there you know you're just giving out of the abundance of what god's already Mm -hmm. given to you and now you've been thrust into a greater position of leadership now coming in as the lead and head pastors over the link starting this next year and so kind of i don't know talk to Give us a little bit of a rundown, basically, when mm-hmm. the opportunity or when the when you were approached <laughs> yeah. by the former pastors. Did of you the see link, it coming? Like, w- walk us to the like, what, ig- yeah. what exactly happened? What was your first response to what happened? And then what was that that the what was that first step that the Lord was taking you from there? Sure. So um, it really started with. Pastor Grant, uh, so former pastor of the link, uh, yeah, yeah. he he asked me to speak at the link, which I'd done once before. It had been a while. And it was actually... No, no, no. Yeah. Afsano, after church, after big church, I was like, <laughs> Sam, when are you going to speak at the link? And we were both like, ha I don't know. Well, it was funny because... <laughs> we Aislinn, just had no idea. Aislinn had actually told me, she's like, you should talk to Grant about speaking again, because I love, you know, I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Afsana actually brought it up. It's like, so when are you going to speak at the link again? And then Grant said, yeah, I have an opportunity for you. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, and then I guess it was probably about a week later, he comes yes. to me and says, hey, actually, I want you to speak twice at the link. Um, the original time, but also one more time in two weeks. And I was like, what? <laughs> two weeks? Okay, that's really short time frame. But hey, yeah, I'd love to do it. It'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Right. So, um, getting- Did you have any idea? though no. at that point of like no we totally oblivious no idea. to the fact we were pumped that he was gonna speak more but like yeah, no idea no idea so i'm working on some ideas for this sermon and grant hits me up and says hey uh we need to get together can you meet for lunch on friday which i knew was really weird a because we meet every other week and b he sabbaths on friday so i'm like what is going on mm-hmm. here? so <laughs> go to lunch with him uh we sit down and if you know Pastor Grant at all, he is just like very to the point. So yeah. he sits down, yeah. looks me right in the eye and says, Sam, we're moving to, <laughs> we're moving to Cape Town, South Africa to plant a church with uh, a former staff member at Christian Life Cathedral. Mm-hmm. I want you to take over the link. And I was like, <laughs> okay, whoa, we, we need to slow what? down, back up. Like, I haven't even ordered my drink yet. Right, <laughs> exactly. Literally. 
Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was pretty shell shocked the rest of that meeting, uh, just trying to process. Oh um, I just started a, a new job with um, within business. Uh, yeah. Literally been on the job for a week. Whenever <laughs> I had this yeah. meeting with Grant <laughs> uh, and Aisha, why don't you tell about uh, oh whenever I called you? Yeah, Sam <laughs> called me. I like remember exactly where I was. It was one of those moments. Um, I can't remember where I was leaving, but I was driving and he called me and I was like, hey, how was it? And he just jumped straight to it. And I just started crying. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if these are happy tears or sad tears. Right. I don't know what kind of tears these are. Mm-hmm. But you were crying too. Yeah. Well, did you know they were leaving? No. So So that was also the announcement right. of their leaving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. not to jump ahead or anything, but it's been yeah. a really weird transition season. Because you're like, wait, what? You're leaving? Right. But yeah. I'm t- exactly. Wait, but yes. I'm zipping in? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah, like adulting. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, the thing about Sam, he's not going to say more than he needs to. And like, you might have to cut some of the stuff I say out because I'm like, whatever. <laughs> nope. Throw it out there. Nah. But these, like, the next. So we got asked like a week maybe before my birthday, which is in September. Yeah. And then also, we had our one year anniversary trip coming up. And Grant. And Asana wanted an answer, like, when we got back from our anniversary trip. Mm. So all of September, I was just mad. I was, like, mad that we had that pressure. That pressure. Mm -hmm. I was mad that we had this opportunity because Sam had just gotten this new job. And we were like, no, this is what the Lord had opened the door for. So why the heck Mm -hmm. would he open the door for this? Um, So, But isn't that interesting how in the Bible, the greatest miracles Jesus did were the interruptions yeah they're the ones on the way to somewhere else Mm -hmm. he was always allowed to be interrupted and a lot of times we think god is so organized and yes he is yeah but if you're not flexible he can't use you yeah Mm -hmm. like if you're not willing to make a change or stop your world and what you're doing for him right yeah how are you going to be used Mm -hmm. yeah that's good good. yeah it was i sat sam down like pretty much anytime we were just at dinner like just he and I, and I was like, okay, so here's all the reasons we shouldn't do this. <laughs> um, and finally I just started asking the Lord just to reveal what he wanted mm-hmm. to me. And I knew like the cool thing, and I don't think we've talked about this yet, but the cool thing was we didn't get to tell anybody because this was Grant Nafsana's news. This wasn't Sam and Ashland's news. And so right. it was just us <clears throat> and the Lord. And I don't know that I've, ever had a situation where like I only had my husband and Jesus to confide in Mm -hmm. and so that was like a whole new kind of Mm -hmm. element for me um but just yeah I just started praying that the Lord would reveal what he wanted and then I asked him for a dream and I got one and I kid you not like even Sam knows like the next day my heart yeah completely different yeah it was was Mm. completely different yeah wow yeah um and and I don't want to I don't want to jump too far from that. Like our, I think that God so clearly speaks through other people and speaks through community. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't want to downplay that at Mm -hmm. all, but there's something really powerful about just being in a position where you can't seek uh, the wisdom of God from someone else. You just have to get before him and see his face. Get it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of scary though, because you're like, what if I don't? What if it ends up being my opinion or something? Mm -hmm. And I think. 
I think it's what he wants, but it's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where it's so important. And and God's kind of been pulling on me a little bit in this area is the importance of getting alone and just seeking him. And yeah, exactly like what you're saying. We need community. We need people. So coming together, like it even says that in the scriptures, you know, don't neglect the assembly of the brethren, Mm -hmm. the brethren come together with Mm -hmm. people, you know, because you'll be encouraged and strengthened in your inner man. But also don't neglect those times when it's just you and him, because those are the times that he really treasures. That's when you can talk to him about, you know, anything. And sure, you can talk to God about anything in public, but there's that in intimate time of being with him and the more you get used to understanding him in the intimate time i feel like when you seek him not just when you need to seek him but you seek him because you want to seek him Mm -hmm. that makes those moments when you need to seek him so much more easy to define between what's your opinion and what's actually his voice yeah you know and that's what i think is so neat but sam um now throughout the transition after you know grant uh had approached you about that Moving forward, honest, uh, honor is a huge yeah, deal in yeah. transition. What was some of the steps that you knew you needed to take to make sure that, yeah, the, the transition would be smooth, but also that along the process, you would do everything that you could to honor um, the mantle that was on Grant and the Yeah, song. Yeah, so I, I think that that is such a key part of any transition is honoring um, those who, who come before you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Grant had, he had been pastoring the link for three and a half years. Uh, and in that time he, he made it easy for me to honor him. Um, uh, just to be honest, he, in that time he laid, he and Afsana, they laid a foundation for the link, mm-hmm. um, from overarching things like, like mission and core values, uh, mm-hmm. but also to the really nitty gritty things like specific teams and what leadership structures would look like yeah. and mm-hmm. different processes and systems. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and so for me to be able to step into a pastoral role in a ministry that already has that set up, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a really easy way to honor somebody like, man, you've, you've gone before mm-hmm. and you've laid all this stuff. Right. Yeah. But beyond that, um, you know, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but mm-hmm. Grant and Afsana, they're dear friends, dear friends of ours. Uh, they've been mm-hmm. instrumental as, as not just friends, but also as mentors and, and yeah. our pastors, you know? Right. Uh, and right. so right. like there is such, um, in transitioning, there's such a gratitude that, that we felt towards them. It's like, man, we want to, we want to honor you guys. We want to honor what you've done at the link. We want mm-hmm. to honor, uh, what you've done in our lives because yeah, who knows if we'd be in this position without, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the wisdom and the words that you've spoken over us. Right. But right. also we want to honor, um, the, the dream that God has placed on your heart. And yes. so right. they, they weren't just leaving the link to leave the link, but they're actually following the call of God on their life to move mm-hmm. to, to South Africa. Mm-hmm. And so, so we want to, we want to honor that, uh, yeah. you know, the, the ministry we have, it, we have a very distinct sending culture and, and part mm-hmm. of what we do is, we honor those that come into the ministry. We believe yeah. that whenever people come into the ministry, um, God's going to reveal to them their purpose. And then, right. we, you know, we don't have closed hands on that. Mm-mm. We, we honor yeah. them by sending like, yes. mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so I, I think that, uh, in any transition, it's such a, uh, an important part to, to honor those that come before you mm-hmm. and not just honor what they've done, but also honor their next steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's what I love that you've said for the last couple of weeks as we have been at the link, you've always said 
that especially the celebration service that it was about honoring the past and celebrating the future yeah and i love that you know because mm-hmm. exactly like what you're saying honoring what's been done and not taking away from what's already been established but right. also looking forward not only to what god's got in store for the link but mm-hmm. also what god's got in store for grant yeah. and afsana you know and yeah. seeing what he's doing there i just love how it's it goes both ways yeah, yeah. you know that there's anticipation on both sides yeah. you know that obedience is happening everywhere yeah. which is what's so awesome yeah. and at the same time as you all have been honoring them and loving them and just being there for them me as a volunteer and becca also as a volunteer we've noticed and we see how you all honor them mm. and that rubs off on us so it makes you know because yeah. it literally does you know even if it, even if we don't see obviously we don't see you know those those conversations behind closed doors but we we see your intentions in, in the way that mm-hmm. you talk about them in the way that you respect them in front of us and that really speaks mm-hmm. volumes to your leadership yeah. team that speaks yes, volumes to even the people that come and attend yeah. and they see your integrity and they see your heart mm-hmm. you know that you all aren't you know, the kind of people that take people in and then you, you grip them tightly, mm-hmm. but that you have developed a culture of not only receiving, mm-hmm. but more importantly, sending, because yeah. when they go out, they are a branch of the seeds that have been sown yeah. as a result of coming to the yeah. lake, which is what mm-hmm. I think is yeah. so, so, yeah. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it makes me think about like, how can we right now encourage, because we've all kind of gone through transition and like change and we see a need, especially mm-hmm. in our region and in our area. Um, and there's tons of needs all over America yeah. for this mm-hmm. type of, for our generation to stand up and to get into their rightful mm-hmm. place. Right. Because, um, you know, that scripture I actually told a woman this at the nail salon today, cause she was talking about her daughter, um, goes to mosaic in California yeah. and like Oof. she goes to the college that yeah. Bob Goff <laughs> taught at and oh, everything. Totally. And super, she was ah. reading everybody always. So it was like right there. Yes. <laughs> but, um, we were talking about that scripture that says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And actually I heard it said this way one time, this guy was like, you know, I claim that for my life this way, that the creativity for the wicked is laid up for the just Mm -hmm. because his knack and like what he's good at is creativity. And just like, that's the way he flows. And I thought it's so interesting that like, um, you know, people in the world today of our generation that are making a name for themselves, that are making what they think is their mark on the world, mm-hmm. be it in their area of expertise, mm-hmm. whatever that is. If that's blogging, it's blogging, you yeah. know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's like encouraging our generation to, to yes, use their lives to the fullest, yeah. but to become a Christian and serve God and you know, but use your gifts for that and encouraging this generation to everyone's not called to be the pastor. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's not called to be the worship leader or, you know, whatever it is. And in our lives, that is what we're called Mm -hmm. to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we've just seen that and people know, you know, but there's um, some people that don't know, okay, if I'm not called to do that, then I must not be called by God. And so how can we encourage our generation to, I'm, I think I'm like saying it as I'm asking the question, yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 To use their gifts for him. Yeah. And that, that is just as important because that's going to touch people more than a, you know, a preacher from the pulpit. Well, yeah. you know, right. sometimes. And so that's kind of my, a really rounded out <laughs> question. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I was listening to actually a podcast where, um, someone was like, you know, we don't, 
we don't always love our spiritual gifts. Like, can we go there? You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes they're hard to embrace and they're yeah. hard to um, just recognize. Like, I know a big gift for me is just noticing people that are left out. Yeah. And sometimes that's really hard because mm-hmm. when I see that, it's like now I have to go do something no, about do. it, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that sometimes we don't want to embrace our spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. but I think that we need to, and we need to know the discernment that the Lord has given us and the things that stick out to us. Like that's what we need to embrace and we don't need to force ourselves to try and fit mm-hmm. another role. And it's really easy to be jealous of someone who looks like they have a, a better together. spiritual gift than you, but mm-hmm. you're totally ministering to different people. That's so good. And so I think that just embracing that, um, which even I've talked to Sam about that, like sometimes it's frustrating for me when other people don't realize that people are sitting alone or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't, how don't they, why don't they notice? But then I realize mm-hmm. I'm like, that is, that's not their spiritual gift. And yes, we should be open and trying to learn and trying to become more like Jesus every day, but we can't, we can't judge spiritual gifts. Like we just need to embrace right. ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's really, I like how the way you worded that also in terms of, you know, not thinking less of your spiritual gifts mm-hmm. when you see somebody really thriving in theirs mm-hmm. and maybe you're, you're still learning mm-hmm. what, what is it that I'm gifted in? And yeah. you see somebody else thriving in theirs and getting rid of, cause I know for me personally, like I, I really, I was kind of like you said to where I love public speaking. I love yeah. getting up on stage. And so I would, the enemy would try to use that in my mindset mm-hmm. of, Oh, if only I could get up on a stage and get mm-hmm. out what I need to get out, mm-hmm. then I'll feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. you know? But it's, it's, yeah. it's not like that yeah. because if, honestly, whenever we were traveling, you know, with the 99, I was yeah. in charge of outside entertainment. So I'm up and I remember when we were in Fresno, California. I was just thinking about Fresno. Yeah. We were in Fresno, mm-hmm. California and every night we had probably 2000 people in line. Yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. Nuts. And so, and you were the entertainment guy. We had no, inter- had we had no entertainment. And so every <laughs> time Terry's like, engaged. Zach, oh, get up there. Gosh. Zach, get up there. Well, I'm, and I'd like, do, he's like running with the mic. I'd, Let's do the wave. I do the cha-cha. I do the cha-cha slide. I do the Cupid shuffle. I do Stop. everything. And then I get off stage and then Terry would be like, Hey Zach, where you at? I need you get out here. And so like, it's <laughs> circling. The, the line is circling the tent now. Yeah. And I was like thinking about it. And, it's important to realize that even when we are asking God for our gifts yeah. mm-hmm. and asking what is it that I'm gifted in is to be ready to also understand that our gifts are going to make us uncomfortable, yeah. sometimes yeah, severely totally. uncomfortable. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'll tell you, like Doing having to try and it, <laughs> having to entertain 2,000 people 11 nights in a row. Yeah. That is hard. While they're yeah. waiting in line for like two hours. Yeah. And they're like, oh I've done this dance Like five literally, times I, by the time people went to the front door, I went and asked them. I was like, so how long have you been waiting in line? Because I also want to know, how long have you seen me doing the same thing repetitively? <laughs> and they were like, we've been waiting in line for like six hours. Because we would open at um, seven. So people would get in line at like four. Mm-hmm. And then we closed at 11. Yeah. So we wouldn't wow. get out till the last person in line got to go through. We would cap it. Yeah. But then whoever's left, we have to put them through. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't get out till like two in the morning. Yeah. And so it was super. <laughs> it was there were many moments where I was extremely uncomfortable because, yeah. I mean, sure, getting up there and doing it the first time, everybody's excited. They're like, woo, yeah, yeah. this is cool. We're doing the Cupid Shuffle. Stage. Awesome. But the seventh <laughs> time you're getting to the Cupid Shuffle, people are like, somebody like, okay, no. get this, you know. <laughs> 
this, this poor little boy, get him off the stage, just get him out, you know? And so, but it's being willing to also be ready yes. to take that hit because it kind of will be a, a shock to your system it will <laughs> because be. knowing that God's not going to ask you to do something that confines you to your comfort zone Yeah, and being willing to step mm-hmm. out of that. Our leader, actually, that we traveled under for five years, his name was Terry Henshaw and was... <laughs> The Terry Henshaw. The Terry Go Henshaw. back and listen to episode Tulsa, two for Terry And Henshaw. he served under Pastor Billy Joe <laughs> for many years. And they actually headed up like Victory Bible College going to Russia and different things. Wow. So they lived in yeah. Russia three years and were intending to be there six months. And God told them to stay. And he just bawled and did not want to stay. And they ended up staying. And he tells so many stories. Anyways, he was the shyest guy you'd ever meet. Mm-hmm. And today you would have no idea. No, he's the most down to earth yeah. personable. And so he planned a crusade in Russia that Terry um, or that Pastor Billy Joe was coming to speak at. And so um, Pastor Billy Joe, there was like how many people in the. Um, I think he said there's somewhere between nine and 12,000 people. Yeah, in sitting. the. In, in this the, crusade. Yeah, in this crusade. Wow. And so uh, Pastor Sharon, Pastor Billy's wife, yeah. and Pastor Sharon's singing on stage, and Pastor Billy Joe has to get up next. And so Terry walks up because he's been told to give Pastor Billy Joe a, a message, like on a card. And so he walks up and gives Billy Joe this card, and uh, Pastor Billy Joe looks at Terry and says, all right, after Sharon's done, um, I want her to pass you the mic, and I want you to preach for 15 wow. minutes. And Terry uh, literally laughed because he thought Pastor Billy Joe was talking to like the guy next to him. <laughs> Who was like the service coordinator <laughs> and, or whatever. And Terry oh said, gosh. and I was thinking, man, that's rough, bro. Like, <laughs> Terry's like, like you have to come you up with up or yeah, nothing. nothing. <laughs> no. And then he turned around and there was no one there. And he said that Pastor Billy Joe was like, you. And he said that he couldn't feel a thing. Like all the blood rushed wow. down yeah, to me. Yeah. Yes. And that he quietly and slowly walked out to the end of the. He'd never spoken public before. Never, spoke never in front spoke of with a translator nope. before. He was a businessman, and he would literally have Bible studies at his house. And his wife Brenda would do everything, and wow. he would stand in the corner watching everyone because he wouldn't talk to people. Oh my God. And uh, now you would never believe that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he went out, and uh, he picked up the mic, mm-hmm. and he said that he just. All he could remember was like these messages that Pastor Billy Joe would preach all the time throughout the years of them being at Victory. That he just heard. That he just heard over and over. And so he just started preaching one. And then he said that he um, like started preaching it and then just started flowing. And he was like getting so excited. And he's like walking back and forth, doing it exactly the way Pastor Billy Joe did it. And then he said, I felt a tap on my back. And Billy Joe was like, Terry, it's my turn. Terry, <laughs> it's my turn. Oh, it's my like, let me God. have the mic. Let me, let me do it. Let me finish my message. But the whole yeah. thing to that story and what happened in our own life, we were the kids that our mom would push us out on stage and say, give a testimony. Yeah, we were homeschooled thinking, too. I've been yeah. in church since the day I was born. What testimony do I have? You know, it was like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But we learned and we grew like super fast mm-hmm. because we were pressed. Yeah. Because we were, we were not um, going to hold back. You know, but we allow that pressure and hey, and we are forever changed for it. Yeah. And if speaking isn't even your thing, like whatever God is telling you to do, like that story of the guy that did the push-ups in the aisle during worship, mm-hmm. because this one person in church prayed that um, someone, God, God if, if you're, you're real, real, have someone get in the aisle and do five push-ups during worship. Wow. 
And this guy, I forget whose story oh, it was, but God. he yeah. was like, this guy wrestled with God for a couple minutes during worship. Because God was like, I want God you to get on the aisle and do five push-ups. And, and he's, he's like, like Lord, during worship, do you know how dumb I'm going to look? You know how like, distracting this is going to be? Duh. Yeah. So he got on the aisle, did five push-ups, and got back and kept worshiping. He said at the end of service, the guy came up to him and said, why did you do those five push-ups? And he said, it's God told me to. You know, he's thinking like course someone's gonna ask me that and uh, the guy was like the guy was like that was for me i told god if you're real have someone get in the aisle i mean it's just being willing and able to do whatever Mm -hmm. god because why do we think oh that's too weird for god like he's asked people to do crazy things like yeah (laughs) stuff that doesn't make sense and the importance of also understanding that new season produces new fruit yeah and it and not all fruit's going to, it, it may be, you may be producing different kind of fruit in this season, <laughs> you know, and, and everything like that. And so going from being worship pastors now to being lead pastors, how are you <laughs> preparing yourself for the fruit that God is getting ready to have you bear in this next season? Yeah. Um, so I think not to, to jump back uh, too much, but I think a lot of times whenever you're, you're walking in your God-given purpose that um, it is going to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone. It's going to be a little bit outside of what you feel uh, qualified to do because right, right, right. Uh, that that's the whole thing with a, a God-given purpose is you can't do it without God. Exactly. Right. You, know? exactly. you can't do it without <laughs> yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I've definitely, definitely wrestled with that a little bit in this transition. Um, but just to, just to share with you guys um, a little bit of, I guess, like, what? <laughs> I'm so excited now. Sh- share with you guys. Yeah, share with you guys a little bit. So um, I- I'd been leading worship, and um, the Bible talks about David as being a worshiper, okay? Um, he-, he started off as a worshiper, but he was never meant to be, just remain a worshiper, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but worship is the gift that actually led him into the throne room. Right. Worship is the gift that actually got him into the presence of Saul. Yeah, yeah, and the Lord actually used his gift to move him from worshiper to king. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that is a, a promise, if you will, that I kind of claimed for myself yeah, yeah. is that, you know, I love, I love music and I right. love worship. But this isn't. This is just a gift, mm-hmm. and it's going to, it's going to lead me somewhere. Like this mm-hmm. gift is going to to give me the access into the throne room to Your use. Your gift right. will bring yeah. you before great men. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, not just that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more, like, than that. Yeah. more than that. <laughs> we get your point. No, I'm just, kidding. I'm just, just kidding. put in scripture here. <laughs> You're like Second Timothy one seven. <laughs> just throwing random scriptures out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would have never guessed that uh, the gift would would lead to being the lead pastor of this ministry. That wasn't right. on my radar at all. Um, yeah. And so it's it's really it's just been really cool to see how faithful God has been as I look back on the last two years and really uh, even more than that. Like mm-hmm. uh, the story you're telling earlier, like that mm-hmm. that was my story. You know, I, yeah. I was the shy kid that didn't say anything and then mm-hmm. took a step of faith yeah. and, and led a freshman Bible study mm-hmm. and then took a step of faith yeah. and went um, on, a, on a mission project and, and took a step of faith and went to Honduras with One Nation One Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like taking mm-hmm. these little steps and mm-hmm. then 
in the moment, it doesn't look like much is happening. Right. But I think not to sound too cliche or anything, but I, I think we were able to see God moving so much whenever we were able to see the whole process. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times oh, yeah. you can't see the process when you're in the middle of it. Exactly. But when yeah. you look back and you see, man, like God was, was so faithful with that step and mm-hmm. that step. And I learned how uh, to, to communicate to people in this season. And I learned how to lead right. people in this season. Mm-hmm. I learned how yeah. to shepherd so and good. pastor people in this season. Yeah, and yeah. now he's brought me into this season. And awesome. so I think a lot, mm-hmm. um, a lot of preparation is, um, sure, doing things like um, listening to podcasts and, and, and reading and sitting <laughs> yeah, down yeah, yeah. with with pastors and just picking their brains. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of um, a lot of preparation is the power of testimony and just mm-hmm. in your own life and, yeah. and letting that move you forward. Yeah, sure, you've not pastored before. Sure, you've yeah. mm-hmm. you've not been uh, you know leading a congregation. But look at the power of testimony and what God has done in your life mm-hmm. because everything He's mm-hmm. been doing is right. preparing you for the exactly. season. That, that you're in now. Man. Um, it sounds like all the other people he used in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they weren't the people you would have chosen. I no. mean, David's the perfect example. He wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like in the room, they didn't even call him in <laughs> to be chosen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... No, so but yeah, that's that's exactly right. Because it's like, yeah, you may not... Up, there are dogs present here, by the way. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, you know, looking at it now, you're leading people. And it's like, yeah, have I ever led people in being a pastor of them? No, but I led a worship team. Had I ever led a worship team before that? No. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, right. yeah looking back at that and seeing God's yeah. faithfulness in those areas. Yeah. So Absolutely. That's, that's really good. Well, now we are going to have them sign the bottom of our dining room table. That's so exciting. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm double fist pumping right now. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Get it. That's awesome. a tradition we got from Bob Goff, from Everybody Always. So. Um, it's pretty cool. Implement it in your house. And I don't know if we ever said your full names. So by the way, this oh, yeah, was yeah. Sam and Aislinn Blankenship. And Aislinn Blankenship. Yeah. Oh, guys, this is awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys. The pleasure is all ours. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to check out more episodes of The Conversation on SoundCloud and on iTunes. A new episode premieres every Monday, so be sure to check that out. Thanks again for listening.